blessed now to introduce our guest for today. She is a phenomenal woman of God. Let me tell you, she is a pastor. She is an exceptional speaker, a great organizer of women events. I mean, she is really a power to be reckoned with here in Gauteng when it comes to women's ministry. And she is an author of the brand new book, Mkuku to Palace. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have a listen now now to what is inside this book, Mkuku to Palace, revealing God's heart, God's peace, power, and presence. It says that the book captures the heart of God, giving us the cheat codes to the victorious, or rather to be victorious in this life, dare to step out of the mundane and love life as God intended. That is from Dr. Gwen Cooper. Dr. Cooper, thank you so much for joining us today. What an honor to speak to you. Good day to all the listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Generally, this book is really, um, it's timelessly because of the time that we are in. And God has really given us cheat codes. We can get to the place where we, we, t- we have total victory in every area of our lives. And that is what the book is all about, to bring God's people. You know, um, if you look at the time where we are now, the time frame and um, what's happening in the world, Christians need to get to the place. Jesus promised that he's coming back for a church that is out without spot, wrinkle or blemish. Mm. And I think by the grace of God and the help of Holy Spirit, with the with the little cheat codes that God has given and revealed to me, we will get to the place where we will outspot blemish and wrinkles. Mm, yeah. I can't wait for us to get into the details of those cheat codes and, and, and some of the book. Uh, but perhaps let's take it a step or two back. Dr. Gwen, I was saying now that you are a phenomenal female Christian leader. I can say that um, really with so much conviction, having witnessed it myself, you and your husband, you do do great work in terms of ministry around uh, the Ennerdale, you know, and, and, and I think the greater Gauteng region. Perhaps take us back to your ministry, what it is that you do, especially for those people who might not know who Dr. Gwen Cooper is. Well, um, she's plain. down to earth (laughs) very humble because of what I experienced with the Lord so you know a lot of things that you do in life can give you a big hit Mm -hmm. and uh, like you were doing now you're putting so much giving me so many brownie points which I'm humbled for generally Um, God the journey has started you know sometimes we, we take for granted our testimony but my journey started as a very young child um as a child, I was diagnosed with a, a rare disease called um, St. Vitus Dance. That thing uh, took me to the place where it, it is, it's, it's a type of, um, what do you call it now? Epilepsy. Mm. But it's the highest form of epilepsy, my dear. Mm. So, um, you know, right through my primary school years, I frequented the hospital and all of that. Growing up as a Catholic and... Um, what God did was so amazing. I didn't know about positive speaking speaking and all that. But when I got to grade uh, eight, that is when the, the tide changed on my behalf because um, the professor Muller actually said to my mom that um, the disease has eaten through my brain and 
asked my mom if we have a farm that I can one day go to because I'm a, I'm already becoming a cabbage. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed as a cabbage. Yes. But the thing that really did it for me is what happened is in grade eight, I had to take an IQ test. And in this IQ test, um, when the results came out, you know, teachers can be very, very cruel. Mm. And the IQ test is outsiders that came and took it and they decided, yeah, okay, say, for instance, you generally belong, you are a good student. And they would, the teacher was like, generally, generally, what are you doing in this class? You have an IQ of a university student girl. They're going to promote you, baby. Oh, and then you got to me. My son name was Lutz. And then he said, Lutzi, Lutzi, Lutzi. Oh, yo. Girl, your IQ show that of a grade two. Oh, I felt like, oh, uh, just take me in. But that year I decided I'm going to show these people what a grade two can do. <laughs> there was only one boy that warned me with one point. Okay, I came second in the class, but... It was a boy that was ahead of me. And then, um, yeah, my healing actually started generally. I didn't realize, but my healing started in grade seven. I met a friend that made me laugh so hard and a lot. I practically at night would sleep and laugh in my sleep. And my mom would wake me up. But what this girl used to do is she was such an awesome friend. When my body used to start shaking, then she says, Oh, we have the rocker shamba. When we have the rocker shamba, and she would hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I, would laugh, and I would laugh, not realizing, you know, knowing scripture now that laughter is good medicine mm. because eventually everything was reversed in my body. Everything was reversed. God healed me without me even being born again. My born again experience was the fact that I was going to become a nun because of the fact that I knew there was no life for me with all these people, things the people were saying. So on my, um, I started attending the nunnery from uh, standard eight. In fact, that's what now, grade 10. Yeah. And then from grade 10, I used to frequent the nunnery as well to see now which different nunnery I could go to because they had most of the little sisters, sisters of mercy, Dominican sisters. But the one team I chose was where I could become a nurse, meaning that I could work as a nurse and still be in the nunnery. Mm. But then they gave me my vows. That's where the thing started for mm. me. When they gave me my vows, it's a vow of chastity. I had no problem on staying pure. But then the second one hit me, like in my gut. They said, I must take the vow of poverty. And for me, that didn't resonate with me at all. I said, how can I take the vow of poverty? And that actually made me open the Bible. Miraculously, Holy Spirit led me through all the scriptures of repentance, gave my heart to him cried myself, cried buckets and said, Lord, I was on my way to hell. But anyway, thank you for saving me. Wiped my eyes, dried my tears and said, what next? And then I was led through the scriptures of water baptism, filled my mother's bathtub mm. and wow. the rest is history. Yeah, yeah wow. that's how I got born again. <laughs> God is awesome. That is and, incredible. Um, yeah, no. The, the thing is, you know, when you have a heart seeking after him, he will, you will find him. He will find you. He's not lost. We are the ones that's lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I love about your testimony, Dr. Cooper, is that 
God found you and you found God all by yourselves. The Holy Spirit led you. You you baptized yourself in your mother's bathtub. I mean, all of this is incredible how God sent you that friend to come and bring joy to you so that you might get strength and get healing even before, as you said, you, you got born again. Before we get to your, your ministry uh, together with your husband and how you ended up um, in ministry, I just want to ask you quickly, all those things that were said to you as a young child, being diagnosed as as a cabbage, uh, being told that you have a low IQ, you will amount to nothing. For people who might have experienced similar experiences in their lives or incidents, where perhaps not the same words or diagnosis were uttered to them, but negative things were spoken over their life, and perhaps they are struggling to really break that cycle and to silence those voices. Um, what would your advice be to them? How do you break free? How do you live beyond what has been spoken over you, declared over you, or even diagnosed over you? The Bible declares in Joshua 1, 8, God told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. The main thing is to get to the place where you know what God says about you and what God thinks about you. And God loves us so much. His thoughts to, towards us is pure. You know, it's like he says in Jeremiah, he has a future and a hope for these people. And many a times you sit and wallow in what those people say. Get into the word of God and see what God says about you. And your life is going to change, beloved. Holy Spirit is there as your help. You know, it's so amazing that God, within the book, I read there that Jesus came and he said, I'm showing you a more excellent way. A more excellent way is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit being involved in our lives. Our lives is so entwined into them. And when you get to the place where you know that I am so loved, that I'm so cared for, that God actually hides me because Jesus says, I am in my Father and you are in me. Okay, we said because the minute you receive Jesus Christ, you're in Christ and Holy Spirit indwells you. Christ being in the Father, you in Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit in you. There is no way that the enemy can destroy you. Mm, 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 mm. That God actually showed me with the new buns. When those buns, you know, the pick it up buns came mm -hmm. out. I was busy taking my washing to the back. And then Holy Spirit said to me, Gwen, do you see this bun? I, I said, yes, Lord. He said to me, now get, if you can imagine yourself in that bun. And I thought to myself, okay. And he said, if somebody throws a stone at you, what's going to happen? I said, it's going to hit the bun, not me. And that's exactly what happens to us. They throw these stones, these words, those things. But you must learn also to take authority over every negative word that is spoken over your life. Because every word that is spoken is actually a mandate given to the spirit world. And it's waiting to manifest. But if you know that, you know, you're not that type of person and you take authority over those words, you cancel them. And you speak into the atmosphere what you want and what God says about you, that's going to come and that will be accomplished and established. If you see yourself in that and you see, you know, they can throw bricks at you, you're not going to get hurt at all. Because the thing that is taking the the, the, the the knock is actually the burn. But because your life is Christ, it means he's taking the knock and you have angels that God has assigned to you. We say goodness and mercy follows me. Oh, Holy Spirit says, I'm like a wall of fire around you. We are so protected. Mm -hmm. The only problem with us, Ellie, is that we we default by not showing up. Mm -hmm. We default by not 
showing up. What a powerful statement. Uh, now we've heard a great testimony as well. She just authored her brand new book and we're going to get into that, Dr. Gwen Cooper, in a bit. But I just want you to quickly just tell us then how did you end up in ministry from all the, the testimonies? And I know you've only touched on one or two aspects of your testimony, what you've come through personally. How did you end up in ministry and talk to us about the great work that you do? Okay, since I did want to become a nun, that's also a type of ministry. So my heart was always there. Meeting my husband, he's also called. And then we ended up um, being with Dr. Teo, my, my husband being a, a cell leader and all that. And eventually they ordained us as pastors. For me, when they called us in to be ordained as pastors, oh, my heart sank generally. Because mm -hmm. I thought, Lord, this is such a big, big, this is a major step in life, you know. Because people take it lightly. Because now you really have to represent Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. yeah, you have to represent now. And um, I realized, you know, when you submit, when you submit to Holy Spirit, that fellowship with Him, um, God actually called us. When He called us to Ennerdale, we were we actually we started off in in Eldos, and the ministry was thriving. But then God sent us to Enadale, and I was like, Lord, there was already 120 churches. What are we going to come and do here, Father? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really. But then the Holy Spirit prompted us. I mean, we, we've experienced so many awesome things. My husband would lead us, and then we started praying. There was lots of sangomas when we came to Enadale. Oh, my goodness, this place was witchcraft was rampant here. The place, like, um, we had stepping out. We had the drags and all that. And my hubby took us to stepping out one Friday, spoke to the gentleman that was the owner and gave him the gospel. The guy said, listen, pastor, um, I'm not ready. Come within two weeks and then we can talk again. My husband said to him, you already made your choice against Christ. Mm. Young young man, you know, tomorrow is not promised for anybody. But then as we stood outside, my husband said to me, come, give me your hand. Let's pray over this place. And he declared and decreed overstepping out that that place will change into a coffee shop. Wow. And then as we were praying for the coffee shop, he said, no, 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 Father, this place is beautiful. It can change into a church. That that place was a coffee shop for about a few months. Wow. And then today, stepping out is a church. People are having services in that place. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that youngster was shot within those two weeks and he passed on. Sure. Yeah. Wow. And but, then the dregs, oh, the, the dregs was for me, was the most awesomest place because when we, we had a little combi at that time and we only had the, the few people we had, we would fill the combi and go to the dregs to witness. But once the combi pulled up at the dregs, yo, people would scatter, Christians would scatter, they would run. Wow. At the dregs, the uh, quela quela, that's what we call it, I don't know what they call it, uh, <laughs> the police van. Quela quela would wait. <laughs> Quilla Quilla would wait. Yeah, our first time that we went to the tracks, Dr. Cooper actually uh, led 13 police officers in the van to the Lord because wow. they were so afraid of the people. But the glory we experienced there, I mean, there was one day that I spoke. One Sunday we went and I was speaking to this gentleman. I didn't know he sent the child to buy him something. And then when the child came back, the beer bottle, as the child handed the beer bottle over to this person, the beer bottle 
broke in his hands. Mm. And he ran away and said, we're anti-tour. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. Yeah. Mm. Yo, looking back now, God is awesome, dear. No, we've experienced so many things. But the, the Lord is actually, the calling on our lives, as God said, is calling us for the triple D company. Anything with the D, that is what God has called us. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, um, Dr. Yeah. Gwen Cooper, we are so excited with you. You recently launched your book, Mkuku to Palace, Revealing God's Heart, God's Peace, Power and Presence. Just very quickly, talk to me about this title, Mkuku to Palace. Mkuku to Palace is a broad, okay? You can, because I mean, I, the other day, uh, a Catholic uh, gentleman phoned me and asked me, is it because of the house I stayed in as a child in Clifton? I said, no, it's got nothing to do with that. Mukuku is, you can be very wealthy, but without Christ, you are a, a Mukuku yourself. Because wow. our bodies is a temple of Holy Spirit. Mm. And once the king moves in, it becomes a, a palace. Oh, wow. Because incredible. the greatest one. I that <laughs> many is times people think, yeah, you can be poor and staying somewhere, but once the king moves in, your whole everything that the trajectory of your life changes, everything about you changes, everything becomes brand new. But then where you're going also, your destiny, you might be having all that big that that palace and everything here. But if you don't have Jesus Christ, where are you gonna end up one day? That is, you know, the book takes you to all these stages because that is what the Father reveals. When I say revealing um, God's heart, His peace, power, and presence, the peace of God comes when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm. He's our Passover lamb, okay? Mm. And it actually is about uh, God's feast generally. If you look at it, Constantine removed the feast of God. And that is why the church is sick today. Mm. God's children are experiencing so much sickness and so much disease. But if mm. we look at the children of Israel, when they left Egypt, when they left Egypt, Egypt is a type of, you know, what we're experiencing as the world today. When you become a Christian, you leave the world behind. Mm -hmm. yeah. You translate it into the kingdom of God. So when they left Egypt, moving through the blood of animals, the Bible declares that there was none feeble amongst them. Not one of them was sick. Mm. Their clothes didn't wear out. Their shoes didn't wear out. So God protected them. But now we, we have so much more. If you look at Hebrews 9, it says, how much more the blood of Jesus Christ, when you pass through the blood of Jesus Christ and you are a blood-washed child of God, sickness and disease is not supposed to touch you Amen. because he already dealt with it. Poverty is not your portion because Jesus became poor for us so that we may experience his wealth. Amen. There was a divine exchange. He gave us his light for darkness, all that type of things. So at the end of the day, if we look at what's happening is we've learned the customs in uh, Exodus 23. God speaks of all the ites, you know, the fear and, mm -hmm. and he warns the children of Israel not to learn their customs. And unfortunately, we have grown up with all these funny customs and things that we do and those are open doors those are altars that we've actually uh that is actually placed in our lives in our backgrounds and we don't realize that those altars are speaking but the blood of jesus amen the peacemaker he came and he destroyed all those things in our lives if you look at it the bible says if any man being christ is a new creation all mm -hmm. things pass away each and every one of us once you step into christ your life must change Amen. there must be a change 
And then what happens? Because of the blood of Jesus, it opens the way for Holy Spirit. That's where the presence comes in. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Cooper, and then in your book, this is just so powerful, and I can already imagine the impact it will have on the readers. I mean, just the title and the, and the way you explained it um, is just so powerful because when you read the title, you think it is about God taking the author from uh, um, Cuckoo to the Palace. Uh, you talking about how it represents our lives is just so powerful. Uh, but as you said that this book also gives us the cheat codes uh, to be victorious in life because that is what God ultimately wants for us. Can you maybe just give us a bit of insight into that, maybe one or two aspects that you talk about in the book? Okay. Um, If you look at the life, let's go. Who can we talk about? Let's take Gideon. The thing is what we have to realize is God works in seasons, okay? And he gives us his seasons. He gives us the three seasons, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacle Feast. But then he also tells us in which time frame. And, and there is, you know, the world here, barley harvest, wheat harvest, all that type of things. So what God is telling us there is showing us the time and the season that Gideon was in. Generally, you tell me. Where did you ever hear about somebody winning with 300 men mm. and defeating 150,000 men? Mm. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that impossibility is available for us today. Because if you read Exodus, God says, uh, Exodus 23 and Leviticus 23, God says, I will send my angel ahead of you. I will keep sickness and disease away from your midst. Yeah. I will be an to your enemies, I will be an adversary to your adversaries. So at the end of the day, you find him, even in Joshua's case, God comes and gives Gideon the, the battle strategy. He says to him, you take a pitcher, you take a horn, and you take a jar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's his weapons. He's yeah. going into war with those three things. He's going into war with those three things. But he comes out with a victory. And Jesus says, he has already overcome. He says, be of good cheer. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome. So it means like, you, you, yes, the troubles is going to come. But it's not going to harm you. Mm. Because Christ has already overcome for us. Mm. And we just, we are the overcomers. We just need to get to the place that we know that I'm the victor. You know, Amen. and not the Amen. victim. Amen. I'm the victor in this situation because of jesus christ and his blood and what he has done for us and his blood is speaking before the father right now awesome mm-hmm. things on behalf of the children of god but like i say it's just for us our mouths man our mouths is the biggest problem and our hearts my darling the mm-hmm. thing is when you sow your seed god says no man is supposed to stand before him empty-handed mm-hmm. but what is we don't give um we don't prepare our seed Personally, yeah. this is what God has taught me. And the, the miracles in the book is because of my Moadim seeds. Moadim is just, you know, God's feast. Mm. It's also in the book. Yeah, I explained the Moadim and everything. How God has come to Moses and said, you people do this. Keep my feasts. Mm. And if you do that, you will experience this. now. But now what the church is doing is we're saying it's for the Jews. So you tell me, Jenna, mm-hmm. is salvation for the Jews? Mm-mm. Is Holy Spirit just for Jews? Because Mm-mm. Passover is for us as Christians. Mm-hmm. We ex- we know 
over because of, and, and we, we, we share communion and all of that, remembering Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. When we do Pentecost, Holy Spirit, when we do tabernacles, we know that we're still going to get there because, but we are going to tabernacle with Father God. So it shows us that Father God says, once you uh, acknowledge Jesus Christ, my son and Holy Spirit, my spirit that is here to help you, assist you and get you to the place where I want you to be, that beautiful bride. He is the one that is helping us. He is the one that's chiseling all that that is not from the word Amen. and taking it out of you. All the stuff that we've learned, the custom mm-hmm. that we've learned, is the one that is breaking it down and showing us that's not, not that, you must, Mm-mm. you know, you must, anger is not from me. Yeah. And then yeah. if you look at the dove, oh my sis, if you look at the dove, I didn't do all of that because my daughter just asked me, mommy, are you going to write another one? <laughs> I, I think on. yeah i think there's there's definitely another book coming i know we spoke um off air earlier you have a few big books um inside of you a few books inside of you that still has to come out we've unfortunately run out of time dr gwen cooper talking about her new book mkuku to palace i want to encourage you to support dr gwen get the book we're going to give you the details now and put this on your reading list for december as I always say, it's so important for us to read and empower ourselves. Uh, and the festive season is coming up, the perfect time for us to do so or gift your friends and family with this book. Dr. Gwen Cooper, uh, where do we find the book? How do people order the book and how do we support you? Okay, if they go to the, the website or uh, what do you call it, lowercase letters, it's drgwencooper.bus at gmail.com. Everything is on there on how to or acquire the book. But if the I know there's a lot of people that is not um how, how can I say technologically savvy. Yes. But, yeah. So what they can do, they can just drop me an email on drgwencooper.bus at gmail.com and we can take it from there, dear. There we go. That uh, email address again, drgwencooper.bus at gmail.com. That website is drgwencooper.com company.site drgwencooper.company.site there we have a dr cooper thank you for your time today sharing a bit of your story i know you've got so much more inside of you and so we hope to speak to you again soon so that you can come and be a blessing to our listeners god bless you and the incredible work that you and your husband uh, also dr cooper do in houting praise the lord thank you generally and a very good day to our listeners Praise the Lord. Well, if you don't know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior as yet, make haste, beloved. Our time is short. Father God says, I place before you life with a blessing, death with a curse. The choice is up to you. In simple terms, he says, I give you Jesus Christ, my son. Or Satan, who do you want to serve? That's as easy as it. You still can't fumble and think you're going to serve Jesus. He's God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is God.